Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Pratt. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can dance all night long. And here is your host. The Baby Face of Podcasting, J.C. Bowles. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask you a question, Macho Man? Four question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. What up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can catch us every Saturday right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. If you're not already, go follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And as always, I am accompanied by the original Ugandan giant, the Samoan bulldozer. He is the good doctor filling prescriptions for your kayfabe consumption each and every week. Introducing the people's champion, Doc Haas. Pretty sure you just offended a bunch of people from Africa. <laughs> yo, Doc, what's up with your voice? What do you, you, yo, what, you, what do you, you sound like shit. I'm do, do my Undertaker impression tonight. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Well, fam, if this is your first time tuning in, excuse me. Let me in. Oh, look, look who else is here. Isaac Yankum. 
All right. Well, fam, Let me introducing in. the Festus of the Fourth Wall, our very own Eugene. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the third man of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, Johnny Smarts. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take that as a compliment because Eugene <laughs> always was the greatest face in WWE history. Rest in peace. Oh, my God. Let me in. This is going to be a fun show with you, too. Well, like I was saying, fam, before I was rudely interrupted, if this is your Shut first time tuning in, welcome shit. to episode 31 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience and want to show your support, please do so by following us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. Search for us on Facebook. You will see we have a Facebook profile, a Facebook group, and a Facebook page. All thanks to our new social media ambassador, Miss Bootiesworth, Jessie J. You can find her on Twitter at Miss Bootiesworth. Johnny Bones, I just want to let you know that Jessie J also put you on Grinder, so everyone can find you on Grinder as well. <laughs> Make sure you swipe right when you catch my profile on Grinder, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Jesse J hooking you up, bro. <laughs> oh, man. And fam, if you want to show more support, please do so by being the brand. By going to represent.com slash wrestleaddictradio and pick up your fresh fourth wall merch today. While you're there, also check out the awesome Wrestle Addict Radio merch, along with all of our other shows, Kings of the Rings podcast, Game Changers podcast, Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, and Gift the Podcast. Be the brand at represent.com slash wrestleaddictradio. So, fellas, let's get into today's show. I want to start off by talking about Firefly Funhouse. Like Smarky was saying, let me in. I think it's about time we let Bray in. Dude. So, this week was the ninth episode of the Firefly Funhouse. Now, a lot of people in the WWE universe, the wrestling fans, are kind of getting tired of seeing these weekly episodes. Me personally, I don't think this has been drawn out. Like, I'm going to compare this real quick to Lacey Evans pre-WrestleMania. Doc, you had said the whole Lacey Evans thing where she would just come out and go back in was kind of getting old. There was no development. And I understand in her situation, there was no development of her character. But in these Firefly Funhouse vignettes, every week has been something different. And there's been development each and every week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. He's... Uh... Every he's, he's developed. He's, he's basically, as far as I can see, going through his career in a very, um, you know, not healthy way. And you know, he's introduced. He introduced Huskus to one week, and then he had a segment with. He has a segment with the rabbit one week. Segment that focuses on the buzzard one week. Segment that faces on. Or might be Sister Abigail one week, so it always a segment that focused on Vince McMahon one week, and now he's saying, "What is he saying, Smarky? What's he saying? What's Bray saying, Smarky? Find me on Grinder. No, let me in. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> he's saying, let me in. Here's a guy. Let's talk about somebody who we have all, all of us have been frustrated with the creative Bray Wyatt has gotten over the years. He's, we feel like he's been underutilized. His talents have not been maximized. Right. Um, we saw just what happened with John Moxley, someone who was 
maybe not so much underutilized, but his talents definitely weren't maximized. Right. Now we have this Bray Wyatt character who's been kind of pushed off the deep end because no one ever let him in to be his best professional wrestling self. So I think you're kind of seeing some maybe I what I hope you're seeing and what I think you're seeing is some real life frustration from Bray Wyatt the character and he's getting to act it out in this in, in this um in this new this new world of Bray Wyatt and this newly developed character of Bray Wyatt, you know, the character has grown, which is the problem they had with well the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Vince wouldn't let the character grow. He's letting this character grow. He's even letting Bray take shots at Vince. So this could be Vince starting to wake up and Bray Wyatt's the guy he's he's testing out this new world of pro wrestling on. Or it could just be Bray Wyatt's doing this and it might be another Zack Ryder situation where he's going to get over without Vince's, you know, help, so to say. Dude, that Vince puppet's awesome. <laughs> you know, you're right, Doc. It's like while this newest episode of the Fun House was kind of light on content, it definitely had a lot of callbacks to the other, the eight prior episodes. It was the return of Huskis. We got to see uh, the squirrel this time with crutches because we thought they killed him off last week. Yeah, <laughs> it was the return of the Satan Vince. So we got to see a little bit of everything. Uh, we had the. Uh, the, the quick montage of the what the hell was the, the workout song we were singing it last week? Oh, um, Muscle Man Dance. Oh, the Muscle Man Dance. <laughs> the Muscle Man Dance. And it was like, but they it was I liked that they did like a remix. It was like all different genres. It was like rap, right. metal, and R and B of the Muscle Man Dance. So that's the it's one really the Muscle Man. Sorry, the Muscle Man thing's the one thing I don't get in the fun. I don't understand where that ties in that just seems like a silly tribute to the macho man (laughs) which i really enjoy also Mm -hmm. but i do think this week's firefly was the final i think that summed up what we've been seeing in the firefly funhouse for the past two months and i do think he's going to debut at stomping grounds on sunday or return how is he going to how is he going to return he's going to make the steel cage match between Dolph and kofi end the no contest that's my prediction really Yes. What, why that he's match? Gonna, uh, be, because he's going to insert himself right into the WWE title picture. Right away. Gonna, right away. Right away. Right away. And, and triple threat at SummerSlam between the three of them. But we yeah. have we have more pay-per-views before SummerSlam. No, we, we have don't. one more. Yes, no, we, we do. No, we don't. We have Extreme Rules. We have uh, the July oh, yeah, we do have Extreme Rules. That's right. My bad. Oh, I may, it could still lead to a... Uh, SummerSlam triple threat. You could, yeah, you could Bray and Dan and not Bray and Daniel Bryan. Bray and Kofi at uh, in there done that, bro. At Extreme Rules, you can if he brings the family back, you can do a six. Yeah, whatever. They've been there, done that, but it doesn't matter. This is a new character for Bray. This new Bray Wyatt character has not been there, done that. He's not not going after Kofi because we're doing Kofi again. He's going after Kofi because Kofi is the WWE champion. That's what you, you do when. You don't think this the is the card. same Bray? No, it's a deve- it's just the same character. It's still Bray Wyatt, but it's a development of his character. He's gone to another place. He's analyzing his whole career, and it's turned into whatever this masked character is going to be. What is it called, Bones? It's called the, the Fiend. Fiend. Is that what it's the called? Fiend. The Fiend, yeah. So the Fiend 
Kind of like the American Badass was just a new twist on the Undertaker character. I think the Fiend is ah, going to be just another twist. Very good bet, sir. That, that was unnecessary. The Fiend is a <laughs> twist on the Bray Wyatt character. Right. You know, I, I do agree. I do think this was the final episode of the Fun House because the way this, the ninth episode ended with the Fiend pointing to the camera saying, let me in, and then the Fiend disappears from the screen, and then it's an empty Fun House. Not even the puppets were in the background. There was no characters left in the house. It's almost like it signified the Fiend leaving the Fun House. Um, I think that's an interesting take, Doc, that you have on, you know, having the Fiend interfere in the Kofi Ziggler match, because we've been talking about the development of the Bray character, and, and we've said in, in past episodes about how is he going to return? I had mentioned, when you go back to the episode of him painting the picture of Sister Abigail in a burning house, that signifies, okay, he's going to get revenge on someone like Randy Orton, because Randy Orton's the one who burned down the house. Then I had mentioned the Aleister Black promos. It's like that story almost writes itself. Let me in. My door is always open. Let me in. Come knock on my door. I don't see... I'd be interested to see how they would tie in the story and how they would finish developing the character and involve him into the WWE Championship picture with Kofi and Ziggler. I just think that that's an odd pairing. I think there's other stars that we can uh, that we could use to put into a storyline with Bray when Bray returns. Not saying that he's not going to go for the championship soon. I think that that's that's in Bray's immediate future. But I don't know if that's the right the right choice if you're gonna do this for nine weeks though the debut has got to be huge it can't just be another or debut return i keep saying debut it can't just be another raw return it can't just be another undertaker return it can't be another triple h like return this has got to be big it's got to be on a pay-per-view and it's got to go into a huge storyline you cannot waste this momentum no offense to alistair black on alistair black right now like alistair black is does not have that momentum or cred yet. Like Bray Wyatt has top card cred, and we know he does. So just get him right at the top of the card where this Firefly Funhouse actually becomes meaningful. Because like we've been saying, like WWE does not have a lot going for it right now, but this is one of the things it nope. does have going for it. So don't let it fucking meander into fucking mid card and fizzle out like every NXT call up over the past fucking year. Put him right at the fucking top of the card. Get him involved with the fucking world title picture and make the fucking story mean something. Make it fucking pay off. You are really into this. It's the only good thing on WWE television right now. That's it. The only thing I really I've I've wrong a little better this week, but honestly, on a consistent basis, it's been the most entertaining and like entertaining thing and the most like logical thing to talk about. It's the only real thing to talk about. Only real thing of interest. Huh. So l- l- let's continue talking about Bray. So I showed you guys the picture that I saw on Instagram this week. It was uh, for Father's Day. It was Bray Wyatt dressed as the Fiend with JoJo wearing a black t-shirt and a black leather jacket, and Bray was holding his baby, baby Nash Rotunda. That picture makes me really think of Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy in TNA when he had Rebby and he has Senor Benjamin and he has Maxwell and Wolfgang and the whole family. I could 
really see this whole Bray Wyatt character being WWE's answer to the Broken Universe just on a whole nother level. Like, if you want to bring in that wrestle magic that Undertaker has, like, we, all right, let me, let me, let me back this up. When Bray Wyatt first was the cult leader, Bray Wyatt, and he had the Wyatt family, you had Luke, uh, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, first came to the main roster, everyone thought that he was going to be the modern-day answer to The Undertaker, right? I think we could all agree right. that that's where we saw this going. But it was done poorly, you know, a la, let's go back to WrestleMania 34, was it, when he fought Randy Orton, and the fucking worms were like... Um, they had they had like the fucking projector screen on the ring and a, a bunch of worms, which Bray yep. Wyatt also made fun of this past week on Fire Fight Funhouse. Was it thirty four or thirty three? That was thirty three. Thirty three. Thirty four is when him and Matt Hardy won the tag titles. Right, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. so thirty three. But regardless, I think this could be the answer to this. This could be the remake of Bray Wyatt that that he needed to really bring that wrestle magic back into. WWE now that well I want to say now that Undertaker is finally in the on the back burner and not coming back but he seems to always show up when the money's right from Saudi Arabia but we're not going to get into that right now but I think that they could really do something here with this Bray with uh, Bray Wyatt's new character and really involve JoJo and maybe even I, mean, I don't know what Nash can do Nash is only a baby of course but they could do something big with this I feel I feel like the picture was wasn't kayfabe it was just them doing a family picture. It didn't strike me as kayfabe storyline. I but, think it should be. But he was dressed uh, up. I'm not like saying he, it he was in full be. gear. He was in full fiend gear. Okay. He was ready to go. Let He's him allowed, in, bro. You're, Let him in. You're allowed. You're allowed to be in full fiend gear and take a family portrait. Like and, they're and, fucking pro, pro wrestlers. Yeah, but still. But look, look at JoJo. <laughs> Have you ever seen JoJo look like that? That was no. a whole new look for JoJo. We have never ever seen Jojo, even back in the day when Jojo was on fucking Total Divas, the look that she had in that picture next to The Fiend, forget Bray Wyatt, next to The Fiend was a new Jojo. That's more character development right there. Yes, it's only a picture, but look at what, Doc, you say it all the time, use social media to help develop right. characters. This could be it right there. Yeah, right. Maybe I'm looking yeah, into it too a, much, but you know what? That could just, be something. Uh, I I think it's just an enhancement to what they've been doing with Firefly on Funhouse, but you know, you you could be right too. There's like there's a universe where you're definitely right, and JoJo is a part of this. Well, Doc, I don't what, see, did I, what did I tell you? I'm I don't see Ash right. being a part of it. Oh my goodness! That, that's all I. That's he, all I am is right. He's right. He's riding so high off the me admitting last week that Randy Orton should be on Raw. He has been riding that high all week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, he just brushed his shoulder off. Damn. All right, Taylor Swift. <laughs> He's shaking it off, man. Yeah, there you go. Come on, dude. Shake it Get up off. on your pop culture, bitch. So, all right, Smarky, what, what are your thoughts on Bray Wyatt right now, and how do you think he's going to make his return? You Inquiring know, not, minds want to know. I mean, I'm not really sure. I don't know about the whole steel, steel cage match thing. I'm, I'm not really set that he's going to come out in the main event. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to go right into the into the title picture. I really don't. Just stop shaking it's your waste, head. It's a waste. Of, it's a waste of the build. So unfortunately, and unfortunately, that is what's going on in WWE right now. I have no high expectations 
How how sad is that? Yo, when John Moxley debuted at AEW, did he debut in the middle of the fucking card, or did they use the fucking best fucking thing they could possibly do and Doc. the best exposure they could do, and they fucking debuted him at the top of the card? Doc, that's a completely belongs. different promotion. Yeah, but I'm telling you what W. I'm not telling you. You're asking me what they should do. I'm telling you what I think they should do. I don't get paid the fucking right for WWE. I'm just telling you what I think they should do because I just saw it work for your biggest right now, your biggest rival, and it completely revitalized and revamped another wrestler's career to the point where I'm like, Jesus, this John Moxley could kick the shit out of any wrestler in WWE right now. Any oh, he could have done that. He could have done wrestler. it at any time. Not doing the stupid shit Vince McMahon was fucking making him do and making him develop his fucking character like that. You know, with fucking the shots. Remember the fucking shots? Are you fucking kidding me? When he had I, the fucking shots after I he came to the, back? I listened to the, the Chris Jericho thing, yes. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to debut. I, I think that he is absolutely in the running for a title shot, but I don't think he's going to become... I don't think it's right away. Okay, I think that, we're, we're going to see some creepy shit first. Kofi, want, Kofi, Kofi's done with Dolph after this. Where's he going next? Back to KO? So it looks like KO and Sammy are going tag team. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I don't know about that. They happen to be in a yeah, tag team match yeah. on Stopping Ground. So, I mean, we'll get into that when we talk about the Stopping Ground card. But I don't like what they're doing with Sammy and KO. But regardless. But, I mean, do you, all right, so, Doc, you think Bray's going to make his return at the pay-per-view? Best returns and debuts in wrestling are always at the biggest events. I think he's going to I think he's going to debut at the pay-per-view as well. I just not sure where. Yeah. All right. Because you know, through we'll all see. this character development, he really hasn't pinpointed or targeted anyone in specific. Yeah, you can see like he has. It's yes, well, like he's the, targeted you Vince might, McMahon. He's, yeah, exactly. So what's the best way to prove Vince wrong? Become his fucking champion. Best way to prove, no, best way to target Vince is go after Shane. Ooh, it doesn't make Bones, sense. Bones, Shane. you have Shane's a going after baby faces. No, Bones has a theory about Shane or a rumor theory, right? All right, let's talk about this now, real quick. Yeah. So have like you read the reports about. about Shane McMahon potentially being the next champion? Yeah, and it's bullshit. Was it on, on Sports Kita? No, it was better. I've been be. reading these reports all over the place. It's not just okay. them. A lot of the dirt sheets are reporting that <laughs> Shane McMahon's going to be the next fucking champion, whether it be WWE champion or Universal champion. There's or a lot AEW of different ways champion. that can go, and I think that's one of the only reasons why he was really put in that feud with Roman Reigns. Really? What, I think to so. To make himself look stronger because he to got make a win him over look Roman stronger, Reigns. To maybe potentially. To, to ha- get Shane McMahon to win the title, and then who's the person that's going to beat Shane for the title and get the title off of Shane would be Roman Reigns. Right. That's but, the only reason you would put the title on Shane at this point. Right. Just to get Roman Reigns over because everyone's going to you know start cheering Roman, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that later. But let's bring it back to Bray. But now this brings up a good point. I didn't think about this till just now. Who has Bray been targeting? And like we said, we, we, Vince McMahon. How does Bray get back at Vince? He targets Shane. But, but again, I mean, is, but it is, seems is Bray like a Shane, heel? Is Bray a heel or is Bray a tweener? 
Or is Bray a face? Who knows? Or is, or is, or is Bray or like The Undertaker or, and nothing? Or are right. Vince or are Vince and Shane even working together at this point when it comes to who they're feuding with? Like Vince isn't getting in the ring anymore, and it just yeah. doesn't make sense to put Shane against this Bray Wyatt character. Well, that's Not yet, at least. Maybe, maybe, Shane maybe is in like, like eight segments on every show. Yeah, but he, Shane's also getting a lot of people on TV right now. Mm. Drew McIntyre, like, who was already on TV for weeks no, and weeks and weeks the, before the, the revival, the revival, the revival was on TV every week, dude. Even yeah, since the report, no, no, now stop, stop, stop. But now, stop, they're, stop, now they're stop. better. But now it's better. No, they but actually still. have some substance to their appearances. Even back when there were the reports of Revival asking for their release, they were still on TV each and every week, regardless of the storyline, regardless of them winning or losing. They were on fucking TV every week, so they were still relevant. They were yeah, still now, in the eyes of the fans. They, we spent the whole first half of this year bitching about how irrelevant the WWE tag division is. And now all of a sudden it was it's still relevant. irrelevant. So we so how can you tell me that the revival were in relevant angles on TV earlier this year after they asked for the release? Did I now say that? they're unrelevant? Did you, I say you, you anything about relevance? I said you they were on TV. Relevant. I said regardless if it was relevant or not, they're on TV. Oh, I'm gonna listen mm. to that tape later. Mm. Yo, take Anyways, that, take that microphone now, out of your mouth, dude. You sound like shit. Now. Now they're on TV and it fucking means something because they're working with the boss. They're getting elevated into better storylines and the storylines at the top of the card. So I, the fans actually know who they are and give a shit about them now. No one gave a shit about them. Even when they were tag team champions. No one gives a fuck about the raw tag team. I didn't give a shit about their main roster stuff. And it's not because of them. They're great wrestlers. They're a great team. That's why I gave a shit about them. That's why I gave a shit about them. They're good yeah, wrestlers. I, yeah, but I want to be entertained. Everybody's a fucking good wrestler. There's not many fucking wrestlers on WWE's roster who aren't good wrestlers. Who the fuck are the entertainers that are going to step up? I'm finally seeing the revival with some like personality outside of their weird-ass fucking outback redneck shit that they were fucking doing. Now they seem like they've fucking developed a little bit. They're getting a little swagger now. You know, they're, walk, they're working with the boss. Yeah, did they get their ass kicked by Roman Reigns this week? Yeah, of course they did, but that's okay. It's Roman Reigns. You're allowed to fucking take a beating from Roman Reigns. Doc, why are you so angry today? You are you are angry. Bones, Bones, is he angry? He's fucking pissed. I think, I'm, I think I'm just fucking, I think I'm just spitting fucking truth and you guys can't handle it. Truth. You can't handle the truth. Why can't we admit that the Revival are a good team, but their run on the main roster has been shit? And whether it's their fault or not. We, we never disagreed fault. with that. All right. But now this whole thing, in, stop. This whole thing team, started. But they wouldn't oh be God. in the spot they're in now without Shane McMahon. They had the titles once without Shane McMahon. And, and it was a shitty title reign. I because guarantee you they the won other the titles tag now. Teams they were going against. And if they won the titles now, I guarantee their reign would be better just because their feuds going to have more and the feuds and storylines will have more exposure because of Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is the elevator here. Vince McMahon elevated Isn't dudes during shame? the attitude. 
Vince McMahon elevated Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest fucking wrestlers ever. Stone What's so Cold crazy Steve about Shane McMahon doing this? Did it on his own? No, no, no. Stone Cold Steve Austin elevated the Mr. McMahon character. Yes, I agree. Neither one of no. those characters could have worked. Stone Cold didn't truly fucking own the main event until the fucking Mr. McMahon character. Yeah, he had won the time. He beat Sean at the WrestleMania at WrestleMania 14. I get it. But he didn't really become a huge fucking transcendent superstar until him and the Mr. McMahon rivalry started. I they disagree both, with that also. Stone Cold Steve Austin would fucking tell you they both need each other to elevate that feud. Steve Austin made himself a main event, um, a main event caliber star when he passed out in the sharpshooter at WrestleMania 13 when his face was covered in blood. That is what cemented yeah, him as a main no, event wrestler. fuck that. It started earlier, Dad. It started with his interview with Michael P.S. Hayes, which is one of the best interviews of all time. That was the right. So wait a second. So you're going to say John Cena's rise uh, as, as the face that runs the place started when he beat Big Show at WrestleMania 20 for the fucking U.S. title? No. It was when he defeated JBL for the championship at WrestleMania 21. There was a start. There's a specific WrestleMania 20 was a start. There's a Just specific like Austin, start. Austin start. Austin start was the Austin 316 speech. Yeah, that the was start, the true But the start. rise, yes. what cemented him as a main event star was when he passed out in the sharpshooter at WrestleMania 13 to, uh, when he faced Bret Hart. That's so what, that, that's what cemented him in the main event. I agree. I agree. Gentlemen, yes. gentlemen we are he way off topic character. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were talking about Bray no, no, Wyatt. No, what no, the no, hell? no, no, we're not because this relied. No, this goes to the revival and this fucking all ties back. Yeah, he right. He became a main event level talent and like a real player when he passed out. But he was still in the Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam fucking a few months later. So he wasn't at the top of the fucking card yet. It was after he got hurt. And then the Mr. McMahon character started. That's when he became a superstar. Because even after he passed out to Brett, he was still in the mid card throughout the summer that year. All right, Doc, do me a favor. And Shawn Michaels came after Mr. McMahon. I'm sorry. Doc, do me a favor. Just pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. <laughs> this all ties back, fuckers. Don't try to change the subject. This all ties back that the McMahons can elevate their own employees. Do not think for it has not been done before. I'm sorry. Don't think it hasn't been done before because it has been done um, before. Gentlemen, I need to break in with a newsflash. What's up? President Trump has sent... Iron Sheik to smooth things over with Iran. Is that kayfabe news? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that's It's one of the best comedians from New Jersey, oh, Ryan Mayer. Oh, uh, that's shit. Oh, my Sheik, God. go over there. <laughs> Sheik straighten out Iran. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Personal friend with the Ayatollah. All right. So, listen, guys. Let's, let, let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back to Bray Wyatt. So let's just get a consensus. Do we see Bray Wyatt within the next seven days? Either Stomping Ground, Raw, or SmackDown? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We all agree this is the time. Yes, the time is now. They've built it. I agree with you, Bones. I think they built it perfectly, and the time is now. They've done a very good job with this build. Don't fuck it up by putting him in some useless mid-card feud. Okay. Well, I'm glad we agree on something. 
God, Doc. <laughs> fucking pissing me off. <laughs> You're pissing me off. You guys are fucking not fucking. You guys are being fucking McMahon haters right now. I'm not saying a fucking Give thing. Give them fucking credit where credit's due. Yeah, Smarky, why are you even on the show if you're not going to say nothing? Because you guys fucking just go on these goddamn rants and I can't get a word in. That's why I'm the third man. All right, fucker. You tell I, me no, that. no, no, no. I'm, I'm here as a fact checker and I'm sitting here trying to get shit ready to talk about stomping around. You guys are fucking going off about fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But you know what? Stay the fuck on topic so fuck I can do my goddamn bitch. job. Fuck you, bitch. Absolutely oh has relevance to the fucking conversation. All right, everyone back to the neutral corners. Fam, we're going to take a quick break, so sit back and listen to these words from our brothers and siblings of the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Yeah. We'll and be if, right if back. You were a, if you were a fact checker, you'd know always wrong about Shut the fuck up so we can play the commercial. Yeah, nice job checking facts, fuckface. King Ricky's going to make you... Never mind, I'm not even going there. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. What up, Booses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the F and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. Get ready for a war because you're listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. So, gentlemen, let's talk about stomping ground. I guess I'm going to have to take the reins here because you two are funny like little girls. So, stomping ground. <laughs> useless, useless renamed pay-per-view or start of a bill to SummerSlam? No, man, this could be bigger than WrestleMania. This is where they're kicking ass and taking names, bro. The fuck are you on and where this can I get some? This is when they're kicking ass and taking names. Dude, this show is so like an afterthought that it's in Tacoma. It's actually, but it's set up to some good wrestling. There's a lot of championship matches. I think they... Uh, Bones and I were talking pre-show. Bones and I were talking pre-show, and I think the only thing we're excited for is Samoa Joe Ricochet. Listen, in terms of a hastily thrown together pay per view to like right the ship after the clusterfuck of Saudi Arabia, like this wasn't as bad. Doc, Doc, you're fired. You can't say Saudi Arabia on the show. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. International. Anyway, but no, Doc, you're right. There are seven championships being defended in a. No, there's not. Yeah. No, there's not. No, no, no. It's going to be six because the best championship match of the night, in my opinion, which is the cruiserweight, is going to be in a goddamn pre-show. Oh. I think, every, I think it's every title except the Raw Tag Titles are being defended. Oh, it's the funny. The Raw Tag Titles, funny. the Women's Tag the Titles, women's the Intercontinental title. title is not being defended. Oh, yeah. That's right. Finn's not Finn Balor's not even on the card, dude. Guys, there's yeah. a, guys, there's an Intercontinental title. I thought Cody Rhodes still had that. Oh, shit. Wow, Damn. dude. Cody Bomb. All right, well, listen, guys, let's talk about the cards. Let's talk about the newest match that was added to the card. We have the New Day. We got Big E and Xavier Woods taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What do you guys think about this match? I I think, real quick, I think it makes sense 
because yeah. of the whole Kevin Owens thing with the New Day and Kevin Owens already had his feud with Kofi, but I feel like the whole Kevin Owens and Kofi thing ended at Money in the Bank. And then once Dolph Ziggler entered, this whole thing ended, so why are they still... Do they Were they just trying to fill time and get another match on the card? So... Are any of you... God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to turn my lights up. Are any of you tired of Owens and Zayn? No. No. I'm tired <laughs> of how they've been... How they're being... Uh, I'm tired of how they're being written into storylines, and I'm tired of them losing. Yeah, like, it's the same... Yeah, tired of losing, and it's just kind of like the same fucking shtick. That's what I'm tired of. Like, when they're two and them are together... I am okay with this match. I feel like this match, though, the Shane McMahon championship rumors like beating Kofi are true. This is like the match that's going to set the groundwork because, you know, Sammy and Owens aligning with Shane. Oh, they hated Shane like a year and a half ago, but it doesn't matter. It's wrestling. Like it completely (laughs) worked. And yeah. So it could be like a way to get the seed planted and kind of get the New Day involved with Shane McMahon somehow if they're doing that. But my hope is that Shane McMahon is not going to be champion. So we'll get to that in a bit. And whatever, this is a cool match. Like if this match started off the show, it'd probably be a good idea. You know, I get the crowd hot. It's the New Day. You start the show with the new Biggie doing the whole New Day thing. Get the crowd hot. They beat KO and Sammy. Yeah. KO and Sammy probably have to lose a Again, which sucks because yeah. you can't really have them. You know, it's the new day, right? I don't know. The new day needs momentum as a group. Uh, I, I, I see this match going other direction, man. I, I, I it's a toss up for me. The, the winner of the match. I don't know. I think I think this should be. I all right. I think New Day's going to win because that's who WWE wants to win. I think KO and Sammy should win the match. There's no reason why New Day has to win this match. They're not going to be... It's not going to hurt them. They're not going to continue the storyline after after stomping ground. You're right. It's not going to hurt right. New Day if KO and Sammy win this match. It's only going right. to help KO and Sammy post stomping ground. Gentlemen, I'll I need to break in with some, new, new, for, with some more news. CM Punk has just tweeted. Oh, my God. Since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling, question for you. Why do you spend your time on something you hate? If it's so bad, leave it. I did. Works wonders. I look forward to the intelligent discourse. Interesting. That motherfucker's going to AEW. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to say that he's all elite. Dude, I've seen... I've seen some of the shit CM Punk's been doing, like to make like money in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, you need to go back to wrestling. Go back to what the fuck you're good at, dude. Not happening. Come on, he's done. I disagree. I think he'll be in AEW before all is said and done. There's just so much, just too much money, too much money, and too much creative control. Okay. Take the dream, CM. Anyway, why are we talking about CM Punk? Fuck back her. to the event in hand, please. Yeah, stop breaking in news about shit that doesn't matter. So maybe better be dead if you're fucking interrupting me and Bones talking about the New Day versus KO and Sammy. Actually, we we actually did lose a wrestler yesterday. The Lionheart. The Lionheart. Lionheart. He was young, man. 36 years old. Yeah. Man. Rest Rest in peace. peace. Yeah, rest in peace, buddy. All right, back to stomping ground. Yeah. So KO and Sammy. I think, Doc, you were talking. 
before you were rudely interrupted. Yeah, for me, toss up and. You know, unless they're going to, like, get involved with the tag team title picture, which would be a mistake right now, um, there's no reason for this feud to go forward anymore. And Bones, you're absolutely right. It makes more sense for KO and Sammy to win. But if this match opens up the show, then you know the fucking New Day's winning. Mm-hmm. You think this is going to open the show? It could. It's not a bad move. I, I think so, too. I think it could be a good, a good opener. I think Bailey Bliss is going to open. Nah, it's not hot enough feud. That feud's not hot enough. It's good. Good feud. Not hot enough. I want Bailey to go heel so bad. You, you know I, what, what really blurs the lines on this whole KO and Sammy thing? Is this fucking wild card rule, man. I don't even know who is on what brand anymore and if the brand split even still really exists. Yeah, I, I think the wild card rule was, was instated now to quietly end the brand split. Mm-hmm. Like, they got their ratings with the Superstar shakeup because they know that brings in some ratings, and they did the shakeup, and then um, and they realized there weren't a lot of ratings regardless, so they just said, fuck this. It's our quiet way of ending the brand split. That's exactly what it is. It's always more, more than three wrestlers, and it's awkward as shit when, like, somebody calls, oh, you're not one of the wild card people. Shut the fuck up, Sami Zayn. Like, don't no one's keeping fucking track, asshole. Like, you're not fucking fooling anybody, you know? Yeah. And, or, sorry, shut the fuck up, creative. You're not fooling everybody. Stop making Sami Zayn go out there and say stupid shit. Like, awesome promos like he did when he started coming back. Right. I mean, Vince just should have never made any rules for the wild card, Matt. Uh, wild card. God damn it. Vince should have never stated the rules for the wild card rule if it was just the end result was going to be to end the brand split. He should have just ended the brand split. I think right. we all would have been happier if we knew that's what it was instead of complaining about this fucking wildcard rule and how the wildcard rule is ruining storylines and ruining WWE television right now. Well, this is what you always say. This is re- It was reactionary. The wildcard rule was reactionary. It's not well thought out, and it's a clusterfuck. So are you agreeing with me again, Doc? I am agreeing with you. I fucking love when you do that. All right, guys, let's go on to the next match, uh, the next non-title match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, probably with Shane McMahon. Shane's probably going to be with McIntyre. First, let me ask you guys this. Do you like Drew McIntyre involved with Shane McMahon? Yeah, I think he's going to double cross It's interesting. I, I'm inter- I'm interested by it. I don't hate the whole Shane McMahon on TV thing. I know I'm in the minority with most wrestling fans, but I don't mind like like I've said earlier in the show tonight. Like I don't mind how much time Shane's getting. No, I'm, and with, I don't you. Mind, I'm with you. I don't mind what they're doing with Drew. I think it's kind of like he's an animal in the ring, but outside of the ring, he's like okay, he's got a little class. He kind of carries himself like a champion would, you know. I, I think it makes Drew look better. I think it makes him you know just kind of. It kind of gives like that, that like, like a little bit of that like Ric Flair class vibe from the '80s, but still like I'm a bad motherfucker that can rip your head off. So I like I, I kind of like what they're doing with Drew. I think Drew deserves to win this match. It makes sense for Drew to win this match. Um, I, I even think it doesn't have to be too dirty. You know, I mean Shane has to get involved so Roman doesn't come out looking super weak. But like I think Drew can get a strong victory here if it's booked right. I don't know, man. I disagree on that. I think Roman could afford to look a little weak. Roman 
did not have to win any of the singles matches he's had since he returned. At WrestleMania, McIntyre should have won. Roman did not need to win that match. That I disagree. You cannot beat cancer and come back and lose your first match. That's that's just bad writing. Think about how any God damn, any is this his first match? I forgot. Is who's Reigns? No. No, he's he fucking fought McIntyre Mania. You were, you were fucking You're there. You sat next to me. I was drunk. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> Go home. No, um, you're drunk. And Doc, I hear what you're saying, but I, I have to disagree with you yet again. Because regardless of Roman winning or losing that match at Mania against McIntyre, it wouldn't have hurt Roman Reigns if he lost to McIntyre clean at WrestleMania. It wouldn't have hurt him. I just it, if, if they want to get Roman Reigns. Like no, if they want to He's gotta win him, the first match. Go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You make so up. so give him. They should have given him a singles match on Raw or something. I think on a bigger stage that he could have afforded to lo- to lose to McIntyre, and then if they're if they want to get Roman Reigns back in the title picture, let him lose. Make him the underdog now. Make the big dog the underdog, and then or, give him a few months of of losses before he gets the starts getting those big wins to get back in the or, title picture. You've Ride the natural wave of momentum that Roman Reigns had coming out of beating cancer. You win your first match beating cancer because that's what a fucking good face does. That's how you would get the audience more invested in you. And now we're a couple months down the line. Now give me a loss to Drew McIntyre. We already got the loss to Shane McMahon. So he's got the loss to Shane. No. You get the loss to Drew. You get nope. another couple of losses. And the audience was already behind you. And now they're going to be behind you oh even more. I disagree. You, can't, I you disagree. cannot come out of cancer or lose. No Dude, way. Take, take, take the cancer. Take take leukemia out of the picture. I understand no, what happened. No, you can't take it out of the picture. I, they wrote it in the story. You can't take it out of the picture. They wrote it in the story. You cannot take anymore. it out of the picture. Which it's they should have done in the first place. They wrote it into the story. They had him cut out and do a promo, and they've mentioned it and, on camera multiple times after he left. They wrote it into their kayfabe. It has to to be accounted for now. I'm just K-Fabe talking about dead. what they should have done. I know they did. I know oh, they okay. stupidly added it. I, I know they incorporated it into the storylines. And unfortunately, Dean Ambrose got the brunt of it as well in his promos. Right? We already we know that's so we're not going to get into that. We already talked about that ad nauseum at this point. But Roman Reigns did not need to have his leukemia as part of the storyline, and he could have afforded to take a couple singles losses on bigger stages at WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. So at this point, he does not need to beat McIntyre at stomping ground. What is... I'm going to... I do it. I agree. I, I already agreed you that Drew should win this match tonight. I, I made that statement right away early. That Drew should not tonight. Uh, on Sunday, Drew should you, definitely you repeat win this match. You agree with me? I said that at first. Okay. Anyway, we're right. gonna go. Anyways, go back. You wrote the cancer in. What is Roman Reigns? What has WWE been trying to do for the past three years? He got diagnosed with cancer in 2018. For the three years, four years, maybe even. Without any fucking any fucking inkling of taking the foot off the gas pedal, they tried to push Roman Reigns to their moon, and it didn't work. It wasn't organic. The fans weren't feeling it. They weren't relating to him. They find yeah, is it something kind of tragic that got the fans to fucking embrace him? Yes, 
But did they embrace him? Yes. And what do you do? You put all them resources and all that money into one dude to be the top guy. And now he's finally pretty damn close to being there. You got to fucking roll with it. And you can't have him come back in his first match and fucking lose. He's got to win at least that first match back to get a little more feel. Get anybody who wasn't on board gets on board after that. And now you start the adversity. And I said, it's already started with Shane. Now he has to lose. He didn't need to lose right away. Now we can start losing. Smarky, who wins this match at Stomping Grounds? I really would like to see Drew win this match. Nakalani. I agree. So I think we all agree that we want and we think McIntyre should win this match. Yeah. McIntyre has had too many singles losses since he lost to Seth Rollins back before WrestleMania. He's the chosen one. Not anymore. He's the Scottish psychopath, the right hand to Shane McMahon. All right. Let's hey, he can about, be the chosen yeah, guy. All right. You let's talk it. about the first title match on the card. Um, SmackDown tag team titles. We have, I'm sorry, the SmackDown Planets tag team titles. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, the reigning Planet champions, taking on Heavy Machinery. Okay, first off, what happened to the burlap belts? Yeah, why don't they have burlap tag team belts? Right? Yeah, like that's a ridiculous, like that was an awesome like part of his gimmick. And for whatever reason, all of a sudden they're okay with leather again. Yeah. Come on, dude. Get, get me some, get me some, some fucking burlap belts. Especially because they're probably going to beat Heavy. I'm happy Heavy Machinery is in this match. Mm-hmm. I'm happy people are getting what Heavy Machinery is. Because they're a really fucking good tag team. Dude. Both of those guys are good wrestlers. They have great tag team moves. I'm just happy the audience is getting it and not thinking it's corny. Could you imagine heavy machinery at like in like 1989, 1988? I think that's what makes heavy machinery cool. I can kind of imagine them almost in any era of wrestling that I've been alive for. Except, no, I can't see them in the Attitude Era, but I can see them pre-Attitude. Um, I could see them like... I think in the Attitude Era, they're a lot more of like a hardcore team, you know, kind of like the Dudleys. I think they're in that vibe a little more in the Attitude Era. They're not as... Oh, man. Yeah. Otis Otis is a wrestler in the wrong era. Yeah, but people are digging it. He's fucking fun. And most importantly, he's good. He's athletic. He's not a fucking slob or anything. I think he's Otis. He's not Bastion Booger. Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah. Otis has cemented himself as a good in-ring performer. Everyone here has seen his one-on-one match against Tommaso Ciampa back on NXT. Oh, a fucking right? great match, man. Great match. Great match for him. Not like the greatest match ever, but a huge thing. Like, holy fuck, dude. Otis isn't just some silly dude who does the, the caterpillar in the ring. Yo. Motherfucker can wrestle. And Yo, their finisher Otis is fucking move, awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and they're fucking, they have a great finisher. Mm-hmm. Great finisher. Um, I do think Daniel Bryan and Rowan are going to win, but this would be a nice place for a good swerve and to put the freaking belts on heavy machinery. Not yet. And, and it would make sense for it to be at a at a B-side show like Stomping Ground. Heavy Machinery hasn't cemented themselves either as main event talent yet. Right. So, yeah, give them the titles so that way they can they can make a joke and say that they are now the, uh, they're, they're holding two different tag titles. They have the Yolo County tag titles yeah. and the SmackDown tag team titles. <laughs> so 
they're double tag team champions. Uh, so, yeah. good shit. While I do think it'd be a good win for Heavy Machinery, I don't think they're going to win. I think Brian and Rowan are going to keep it because I think they have to do something with Daniel Bryan and Rowan and the SmackDown tag titles soon. Because I feel like they've kind of been forgotten as well since Daniel Bryan and Rowan won these damn things. And, and I'm cool with Daniel Bryan and Rowan winning, but I hope after this, like, Heavy Machinery doesn't fall away. I hope this is, like, the door opening up for other tag teams that come in. And maybe at Extreme Rules, we have, like, a tag team title ladder match, you know, right. with Heavy Machinery and DB and, uh, and, and Rowan and maybe, God forbid, maybe the Good Brothers. <laughs> Let's talk about that. We all saw the Good Brothers on Raw this week. Uh, I really like how AJ Styles got back involved with the with the, these guys and really told them to, guys, you've been here forever. When was the last time you won a match? And I like how they start off with the doctor's jackets on and they're like, no, we're going to get serious now. I want to see that reunion again with between AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson and really make Gallows and Anderson um, a reputable tag team like they should be. I gotta go back and watch that. That didn't make it to Hulu Raw. Yeah. Good. yeah. Search it on YouTube. It was a really good right. segment. That's good. Yeah, it's good to know. I, I always try to look and see what segments I missed on Hulu Raw to see if there's worth anything going back, but that must have slipped through my eyes this week. I'll have to check right. that out. I did notice there was no AJ this week, so I was like, well, I wonder if he just had the week off. Yeah. Well, no, well, he, he was uh, nursing an injury yeah. the past few oh, weeks. Oh, he is nursing an yeah. injury. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, okay, the next championship match is the Cruiserweight Championship match and a triple th- being defended in a triple threat. The champion, Tony Nese, taking on Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Uh, I think this is another forgotten match, a forgotten title. Yep. Uh, WWE has for the most part, just kind of gotten rid of 205 Live. Because if you've noticed, 205 and NXT are really merging because a lot of 205 Live stars are on NXT and on 205 and vice versa. Like, we've been seeing Gulak a lot lately on NXT. He's had a great run over the past few weeks against Kushida. So with that being said... Those have been great matches, man. Good, fun matches, man. Gulak is getting his name out there. He's getting more eyes on him. This would be a good opportunity to put the belt on Gulak and then have Gulak bring that to the Cruiserweight belt over to NXT and defend it on NXT or have Kushida do a one-off on 205 Live and have Gulak defend it against him. Right. I, I really hope I, I, I really hope it gets onto Gulak. I think Gulak is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. He is, and he's just kind of wasted on 205 because no one watches. Um, the best thing that's happened in his career, I think, so far is, is getting these this NXT exposure. Because, I, like I said, I've enjoyed the shit out of his feud with Kushida. Um, like you said, like one of you guys just said it. Gulak could win this, and then Kushida could take it from him a couple of weeks later, and that could elevate their feud to another level. And that could be a SummerSlam match on the main card. That, all right, so let's talk about that. That's the problem right now. These cruiserweights, who are some of the best wrestlers, I mean, Tony Nese and Tozawa, also great wrestlers, they're always on the pre-show. Yep. And it's not fair. I, 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 it's not fair. I think they deserve to be on the main card. And you're right. It should be, you know, building up to something at SummerSlam, which it probably will. But 
why why does it take one of the big four for them to get on the main card? Uh, hell, they weren't even on the main card at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Yeah, they, right. they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Here's a crazy thought. Here's a crazy thought. What if they do away with 205 Live and make 205 Live the extra hour of NXT and they incorporate the 205 Live roster and just make it one big roster on NXT? I, I like that idea. Just drop the whole 205 branding and just make yeah, NXT just make longer. Yeah, or, and bring that talent in to make it longer. Right. Or give NXT maybe a second night. And it's still make it only one hour, but make it two nights. You, you could even, I mean, you could even split the 205 live, live roster up between both NXTs. The issue with that, the issue with that be is that NXT is taped a month in advance, and 205 Live is a live, live. show. True. And that, um, you, know. you can easily just chop the live off of the name yeah, dude, and call you know it 205. Yeah, because they, they record it after SmackDown. You know how many people buy SmackDown tickets and then get up and leave at the end of SmackDown who don't want to stay that extra hour? I've been right. there already. I was at a SmackDown last year. Nobody stays for 205. And it sucks. It's unfortunate, but that's, um, that's the nature of the beast. And we've been saying what's going to help these cruiserweights put them on a bigger stage. And in this situation, what's going to help them is the bigger stage would be put them in full sail. Right, absolutely. Not in the empty arena after SmackDown. With smart fans who respect what they're actually doing. Right. Full sale is just full of fucking smarts and yeah. marks. Like, those people are going to understand and appreciate what the cruiserweights are actually doing. My homeland. I mean, we, and Smarky's right. We've already seen Noam Dar, Jack Gallagher on NXT UK. You know, we've already seen right. Gulak. Uh, Umberto Carrillo has been going doing double duty on both, so I think that could be bones, 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 bones. Yo, you said duty. I said duty, double duty. Oh my god, we're so fucking mature here. All right, before this gets out of hand, moving on to the next match. The match that I'm looking forward to the most on this card is the United States Championship match: Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Now, while I was hoping they were really going to make this a multi-man match to really develop that mid-card scene on Raw. No way. I'm no okay way. With, with Ricochet. I think this is a good spot for Ricochet to be in, and I think this is going to be the best match on the card. I feel like this match right here can get at least 18 to 22 minutes right in Ooh. the middle of the card. This, this, match need, this match better be booked in a way that it's Ricochet's coming out party right. to the main roster audience. Pay-per-view. It's not going to be a sold-out crowd, though. They've already reported. They've already closed off the hard camera or the the not hard camera side. Would that be a soft camera side? <laughs> Whatever the final know, you are off the camera. Anyway, they already they are, they've already reported that they're not selling those tickets. So it sucks. That it's not going to be in front of a bigger audience. But this needs to be his coming out party. This needs to be at the end. Or we're what reading reviews. It needs to be everybody needs to go watch Samoa Joe and Ricochet because Ricochet really fucking like showed people who he was. Uh, yeah. Doesn't mean he has to win. Doesn't mean he has to win. Right. But it just he needs needs to be able to put in a good performance. And I'm okay with this not being multi man. I get where you're coming at, Bones. I want to see that too. But give me that at SummerSlam. 
Well, I'm, give me that, I'm Mark for, give me that in a big four. Give me that in a big four match. Give me this match coming up, okay? And then at Extreme Rules, give me the rematch and a ladder match. Maybe have Ricochet win that match, and then he defends it in a multi-man ladder match at SummerSlam. And you can even have Joe win it back at SummerSlam for all I care. For all you care. Uh, best match on the card. I really have nothing to say here is that it's going to be the best match on the card. And yes, you're right. I think Ricochet is going to shine here. I think he's actually going to win the belt from Joe. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. Respect. Uh, I respect yeah. that. And yeah. with the moves that like Ricochet is in a personality like his, it's just only a matter of time before the fan base and the smart, the smart fans already love him. It's only a matter of time before the kids fall in love with him too. Mm-hmm. You know, Agreed. only a matter of time. Right. All right. Next match is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We have Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss, who I'm sure will have Nikki Cross in her corner because now Nikki Cross has a problem with Bailey. Not as sure. She's already announced Nikki Cross will be in her corner. Okay, definite. Perfect. That's definite. Um, nope. I'll tell you one thing, man. I enjoyed the shit out of the moment of Bliss with Bailey and Bliss this week. I really enjoyed that. Um, I kind of like what Bailey's been doing since becoming champion. I'm finally seeing the character development that I've been begging for. It's not just the same happy frou frou Bailey shit. Like we're getting, I'm, I'm seeing some fighting Bailey. I love the little jab that you peaked in NXT. That's awesome. That's Alexa Bliss saying what a lot of people are fucking thinking, and I think Bailey came back awesome at it. I thought she was I, really fucking good and strong, and I'm I'm looking forward to this match, and I'm looking forward to seeing this feud continue. Smarky wants heel Bailey. Yes, I think Bailey needs to be repackaged a little bit. I think Bailey needs to do what like Johnny Gargano did throughout his like the end of the Champa feud in NXT, where she just gets a aggressively and gradually darker and darker. She's already dressing in all black now, and she's going that angle to the point where she can get darker and do like heelish things, but people are still gonna kind of like her too, you know, much like Gargano did. And then at any moment, you know, she can kind of snap out of it and. And brighten it up and never get like back to what like Hugger Bailey was. Just can get a little closer back to it again. Just like Taker never fully went back to like wearing the purple gloves and the whole mortician thing. He just brought a couple elements of the dead man back when he brought the dead man back. Mm-hmm. Bailey can look at that formula and maybe do the same thing once this kind of like edgy, edgy, ba- edgy team Bailey leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like how she said it. Also, when she first won the women's title, that she's she's done being the hugger. She's done, yeah. done hugging. She's going to keep fighting her way to the top. She just has to get rid of the fucking wacky, wavy, wacky waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Did I best way, for her, best way for her to come out heel. Best way for her to come up heel is to come out and just pop them all. Yes, or they all come up and they're all black with black. like these crazy faces with these fangs. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What are all like? What are all like dildos? Condoms? Oh my god! What the hell, dude? I don't even know where we're going with this. Come on! What? All right, let's talk about the Joey Ryan does it all the time. Joey Ryan does it all the time. It works for Joey Ryan, famous stick wrestler Joe Ryan. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Obviously, that would not work for Bailey. It's just after one, and I'm being silly. <laughs> Let's talk about the next match, the WWE Championship. Jesus Christ. All right. WWE Championship match. He's up there. Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage. Um, I don't really think this feud needed a stipulation. I'm okay no. with it. I think these two in a cage will be fun. I think they'll put on a very good match. Uh, I think- we actually had a poll going on online right now, and... It's actually pretty close. People, more people think that Kofi's going to win, but Ziggler already has like over 40% of the votes. So I'm actually interested to hear what you guys think. So retains. I, yeah, I think I agree with Smarky. Kofi retains. Um, we are, I already told you what I think is going to happen this match earlier in the show with the whole Bray Wyatt thing. But just to get back to your thing with the stipulation, and Bray Wyatt debuts and he like basically like no contests the steel cage match. Now you know why the stipulation was added because that always looks a lot better in a steel cage. You know, I think. Do you that's think just he's going to Paul awesome. White and come out there to ring? Yeah, I was just saying that I, I always I think of Paul. I think of the the build to Undertaker and Diesel's WrestleMania 12 match where Taker's hand came up and pulled Diesel under and cost him the uh, title match against Brett. Like I always. That's what I think of when I think of what Bray Wyatt could do in this situation. Something along those lines. But to get back to the, also the stipulation for Dolph, I think Dolph's character needed the steel cage match challenge. Mm-hmm. I think we needed that for to develop the Dolph character a little more. Because I do like what Dolph's doing. Because what Dolph's doing right now is venting real frustrations. I mean, right. if there's anybody that can go around saying it could have or it should have been me... Dolph Ziggler could totally be one of those guys. His biggest push was derailed by an injury when we got robbed of seeing him cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania 29, and he cashed in the next night. It was absolutely shameless, terrible, terrible decision-making by WWE. Fucking A. Anyway, Dolph could absolutely cry a river here, and you can believe it because he's like, this should have been me. I should have been the next great champion. I should have been in Kofi's spot. I've been around forever. I've been slogging it since the 2000s. It should have been me. It, should, it makes sense. I can look right. in like Dolph's eyes as he cuts these promos. I'm like, yo, Dolph is feeling every single word he's saying. And what I say, what does JR always say? The best wrestlers are exaggerations, are great exaggerations of themselves and their feelings. You're doing an exaggerated version of your personality. There is no way you can't tell me Dolph doesn't feel what he's saying. That's why this feud has actually worked. I didn't think it was going to work at all. I've actually been into it. I like that they're going to fight in the steel cage, and I like that it sets up for Bray Wyatt's return, in my opinion. And I also think this will be the probably the second best match in the card because you do have two great performers in the ring together. Mm-hmm. And if you throw yes. a cage around the ring, the things that these two guys... I wouldn't consider Ziggler a high flyer, but they've both done some high-flying shit in the ring, and I think this is a great opportunity for both of them to shine. And I do agree with you, Doc. I love Ziggler's character right now. I love the promos he's been cutting. Ziggler's always been great on the mic. But I definitely love this character development now for Ziggler. Because I didn't like the last Ziggler that we saw, where it was he was coming out with other people's entrance themes. or And, he, and then he had the record scratch. I'm glad they got rid of the record scratch. 
that I like. Yeah. Um, so, Smarky, you are raising your hand. Yes, I'm calling on you, Smarky. I want blood. You in think this match? we'll get some blood? You think we'll get some blood in this match? If anyone, it'll be Ziggler. Yeah. Because Ziggler's I, played it before. Because yeah, he's got blood here. Well, yeah, yeah, and he's not black. Like, you could see blood easier on white people. Let's just be real here. You know, right. as a better as a better visual effect. So if anybody's blading or in hard way, it's going to be him. Though, I mean, I'm not averse to seeing Kofi take some blood and get some close-ups of a good visual there. Yeah, and I mean, like, a good close-up visual of Kofi bleeding that's gonna look good as your champion like this guy's bleeding for his title but the actual visual itself like the actually i'm watching tv it's gonna come across better if you have Dolph blade definitely i'm all for that if, if anyone is being if anyone's being written right it's kofi kingston and i've been saying this for weeks i think his storylines i think he is really being portrayed as a fighting champion and mm-hmm. have we ever seen Kofi show color? Now with him being the champion, have him show him color and then have him come out victorious would be perfect. Perfect storytelling right there. Perfect writing, perfect booking. The only, the only thing that's like killed Kofi's momentum is that all his opponents that or potential opponents wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia. KO won't travel to Saudi Daniel Arabia. Bryan. Sammy won't. Right. Daniel Bryan won't go to Saudi Arabia. So Kofi kind of just like, okay, we're just going to throw Dolph in here because he's needs something to do. And Dolph being awesome and the professional Dolph is knocking it out of the park. Or right. has been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, Ziggler is not a bad choice at all. I'm no. okay with Ziggler. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And it's easy to get him out of the picture. And get well, maybe like uh, maybe say like Bray Wyatt in the fucking picture. I knew it was gonna come back to that. All right, well, let's talk about the main event, which I'm assuming will be the main event, Universal Championship match. We have Seth Rollins defending the Universal Title against Baron Corbin with a mystery special guest referee. Let's talk about the referee. Seth Rollins kills. Yeah, let's let's talk about this whole referee thing. Now, let's have a quick discussion about Seth Rollins from this past week. Yeah, so, yeah we got we got to we got to update our stance on Seth Seth Rollins a little bit, I think yeah. after cuz we gave him a pretty good fucking ripping last week on our yeah. show, man. And and what did we say we needed in Seth? We needed heel Rollins. So you heel. cannot tell yeah. me that because of his actions this past week we're not already seeing the early stages of heel Rollins because there's no fucking way you're going to give a baby face a fucking steel chair and he's going to attack people from behind. That's a, that is so least, heel. This right is retribution. There. It's not heel. It's retribution. It's at very least tweener Rollins. What is the retribution for what? Yeah, for what? Wait, let's think about the segment when he ran into Eric Young. Hey, man, we're friends. We go way back. I know you wouldn't do this. Then as soon as Eric Young turns his back, boom, smashes him with the chair. Why? He had no reason. Because he was talking to him. He had no... Yeah, that's such a fucking heel thing to do, man. Again, I'm all for it. I like heel Rollins, but 
I think if they're going to go this route with Rollins, they have to continue this route. And like we said last week, kind of make him that tweener. You can't have him ha- carry this steel chair around, and then after stomping ground, he's back to burn it down, burn it down. Yeah, and- fuck burn it down. I want Seth effing Rollins. I don't want burn yeah. it down Rollins, okay? And I think we're getting that. I think we need to get that because that's him doing – doing his best enter that's where he's most natural being an entertainer what did we say last week seth rollins entertainment was lacking right this is him entertaining the best okay he comes out he's no business he's win at all costs champion whether he's heel or face depends on the intricacies of the booking and how the audience receives it but i mean what he's doing right now if you do anything anti-baron corbin that dude is so hot as a heel right now he's awesome as a heel right now Anybody's going to be a face going after him right now. Anybody. But now on on the adverse of that, let's think about Seth Rollins' run as a universal champion. I still feel that that his title win at WrestleMania is tainted because of those damn low blows. He did not pin Brock Lesnar clean. He did not slay the beast. When? Wow. I said he never oh, has. Oh, this other said he has. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he did I, not I get, I get slay the your... beast. You know. So now you're gonna have him. And again, he did it again at, at um, what the fuck was the show in the, in in that international uh, country? Saudi Arabia show. So, uh, the super super showdown. Same thing. Yeah. Right, low blow again, and then he fucking right. him onto the briefcase, and now he's carrying a fucking steel chair around. Don't call. Stop calling him the Beast Slayer. He did not slay the Beast. He did what he had to do to win the title. And if that's what he had to do to win the title, then portray him as, hey man, he does whatever it takes to win the title. They did that with Daniel Bryan. He and won the title from AJ doing, Styles. And they did that this week with Seth. Yes, they did that they this week with that. Seth. Yes, for the first time since he's won. And I and I said I enjoyed the shit. I thought it was awesome that every time somebody was talking about refereeing that match, I knew full well that they were about to get ambushed by Seth Rollins. Like when EC3 came strutting out, I'm like this is gonna be awesome when he just gets his ass whooped by Seth. You know what happened? It was awesome, just like we thought it was gonna be. Great, great rebound for Seth's character this week. He has to win this match. Well, there's no way. They're not strapping Corbin right now. It'd be a terrible idea. Um, not after. And But like you said, Bones, Seth needs to continue. He needs to continue down this path. Whether it leads him to be a face or a heel, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. This is just him entertaining at his best self. Right. Can we take a quick sidebar? Can we just talk about poor EC3? That fucking guy hates uh. his life right now. Did you guys see that meme of EC3 doing his entrance in NXT and then him doing his entrance on main event? You know, when he turns around, he points EC3. He was doing it with so much emotion and aggression when in NXT. Now it's like, there's the E, there's the C. There's a three. He's kind of throwing his arms there. He looks yeah. fucking miserable. And what the For fuck? Him. Why does he carry a goddamn solo cup around with him now? Because Vince McMahon's probably telling him to, and he's not fucking stepping up to Vince McMahon. No. Because he doesn't have that clout yet. And he probably just doesn't have that confidence backstage yet. You know, I mean, this is a guy who last time he was on the main roster was 
Afro-loving Derek Bateman. Derek that was a disaster Bateman. of a did character. Did he ever even make it to the main roster? Yeah, yeah he NXT did. man. Mate, it was him, and he, he was getting. Who was he getting abused by? Is um, no, no. It was a girl who go crazy on him. Hold on, I'll look it up. That's my job. Oh yes, um, Eve. Eve. No, I don't know. Torres. Caitlin. No, no. Oh, I love me some Celeste. But either way, though, I mean, oh, that dude is fucking miserable. And I feel so bad because there is some good talent. You know what? We didn't touch on this. And I, before we finish off with, with uh, Rollins and Corbin, let, we got to talk about this real quick. There are some, there's some really good talent that's being buried right now. Like, why do we not see guys like Nakamura, Rusev, uh, EC3, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, on television more, and why are they not in some real storylines or some real feuds? Like, they're all stuck. majority of them are stuck in this 24-7 thing, which, yes, while it's entertaining, it does <laughs> right. nothing to develop the characters. And these, yeah. some of these were big names or former champions in NXT, and they have been fucking buried on the main roster. Mm. And, and, and there's talks about giving the title to fucking Shane McMahon. That's what that's what irks me. Listen, man. In terms of EC3, that's a simple one. They just called his ass up too soon. There was just no reason to call him up. He was yeah. I mean, he was in NXT, not even for a year in NXT. That was just zero reason. There was zero reason to bring him to an already crowded main roster when he was doing quite well in NXT. Mm-hmm. Just a stupid move. They should just send him send him back to NXT. Like they, they, they did it with Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yes. Send him back to NXT and get him back in at least the mid card. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's an easy way to fix EC3. And you know, EC3, you said it best. He's out. He's hating life. He's barely point. Dude, I get it. It sucks. You're at the bottom of the fucking barrel. You you don't you're not seeing a way out. Don't fucking make your situation worse by going out and sucking a big bag of dicks when you go out and do your intro. That's not going to fucking. That's not going to win fans over for your fucking favor. I don't. I don't feel the sympathy. You've actually bones. Rephrase. I don't feel sympathy because you're fucking professional. Be a fucking professional, still, dude. Right. Be make audition for AEW. That's what this is. Hey, real quick, going back to EC3. It was Maxine that abused him. Maxine. Man. Oof. And then and then she got into it and then she got into it because Caitlin got into uh, professed her love to uh, Bateman. Anyways, keep going. I knew Caitlin was involved. Yeah, I knew Caitlin was. was involved that view somehow or that story somehow. All right. Well, let's save that topic for next week. Maybe we'll talk about um, the underutilized talent. So I, I really have a lot to say about Nakamura and Rusev. But let's go back to Corbin and Seth. So let's let me ask you guys this: Who is the special guest referee? Is it Paul Heyman or is it Brock Lesnar? It's Doink. Doink. Doink is Doink. dead. Doink's dead, bro. Well, there it, was like ten of them, so it's it's Dink. Doink and Dink. I think. No, I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's gonna be Doink. Oh my god. Oh my god, are you serious right now? Fine, if you think it's going to be Doink, I think it's going to be the fucking Repo Man. Oh my god, ba- Barry Damn. Darso. Barry Darso, man. No. I think the only two uh, logical uh, choices right now are going to be either Paul Heyman or Brock Lesnar. 
No way. Corbin's a Heyman guy. No, no I'm not oh, saying that. It's, it, it's an opportunity for Heyman and Brock to screw over Seth, have him lose the title, give the title to Corbin, and then it'll be easier for Brock to cash in the, the briefcase and win the title from Corbin. I ain't buying that, dude. I ain't buying that story if that's how it goes. Um, the special guest referee is going to be like fucking Shane McMahon or something. And then that's how you get Shane McMahon in the title picture. Oh, man. Prescription that's filled. That's how it's done. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to fill that prescription, dude. <laughs> I don't like this. It I think always the whole comes guest- back to fucking Shane McMahon, dude. I I don't oh I God. don't even want a special guest referee in this match. I just think they should just go out and have a fucking match that people are actually going to watch this time because it's not the Saudi Arabia show. Well, people might watch. They're not going to watch this fucking show either from the fucking Tacoma Dome. Tacoma Dome. <laughs> I mean, it could be Nick Patrick. Oh, Nick my Patrick God. Is oh, the number oh one man, that would make my referee. fucking life right? if Nick Patrick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I do, dude. If Bray Wyatt is the special guest referee, I'm quitting wrestling. I'm just letting you know right now. They will, yeah, will not that, that be. Would just, that'd be a terrible usage of of a return. That'd be a waste of a return. He will be leaving the fourth wall wrestle casting. He will be leaving wrestling in general. Because mm-hmm. there's a little part of me that just thinks they're gonna do something. Remember that time when they hyped the shit out of Brodus Clay? You thought you were about to get this monster. Somebody and it was call somebody him. called my, my mama. It was hilarious. And it was okay because no one knew who the fuck Brodus was except that he was like Snoop's cousin or something or Snoop's bodyguard. It's the only thing we knew about him. But like, I could just totally see like Vince just going wild card bitches and making Bray the fucking referee because it's reactionary. Am I thinking much into this here? Am I going oh, I down? I think a, so. Am I going down a dark path that I shouldn't be going? I down? think so. <laughs> but pull me out of this. Oh, pull me out of this path, please. I don't know. I I think it's going to end up being Heyman because uh, oh. especially with Heyman still being on Raw this week, I think Heyman could potentially become the special guest referee. Because I really don't know of anybody else that it could be. Only other person that I know that's actually friendly with Corbin that has not been. That was not on Raw this week. It was Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry, he was on Raw, but he wasn't. He's not in anything in stomping ground. You know how this could work out in Seth's favor if it's Heyman, if it's Heyman, and then just Heyman being there and the prospect of Brock being around distracts Seth enough so he can lose. Mm-hmm. Corbin wins, but then like Seth has to beat him on Raw the next night. <laughs> That's my so, only rule. Of so like, you don't get the belt. So yeah, do you guys yeah, think like, Brock's going to cash in on Sunday? No. I think if they're they're stupid if Brock cashes in. This is the most like exciting and like legit Brock's character has been in such a long time. Like fucking ride this shit for a bit, man. Ride this shit till through the summer into the fall. Like there's just no reason I like I love the prospect of Brock Lesnar cashing in. I think that's a great story. I also have this feeling that because ever since Brock won the briefcase, they're really pushing that Brock's going to cash in on Seth. I think it's he's going to cash in on Kofi, not on Seth. 
I would love if like I would love if like Shane won the title and Brock cashed in on him. On Seth, that on would be Shane. fucking fun. On Shane, that would be fun. I think it makes sense. We've been talking about so many fucking things that could potentially happen because there's so much happening that makes no sense. <laughs> but I think Brock could cash in on Kofi. Shane gets involved in the Universal Title match and have Shane involved with Seth. And then somehow Shane wins the Universal title. Shane should not be holding belts. I hope that's a road we don't have to go down. Unless it's, I could, I would love to see like Shane fucking win. Brock cashes in and just goes, fuck you and your old man. This is my fucking company. And he walks away with the title. Right. Don't forget it. That's, that's, that's your best usage of Brock Lesnar right there. That's how you use Brock Lesnar right. Right. Yeah. Man. This has been a confusing show because there is so much happening and so much not happening. And I, I, we need Sunday to be over so we could hopefully have a reset and get ready for SummerSlam. Sure. Yeah, it was, it's been such a weird, like, the Saudi, the, the Saudi Arabia shows are always weird because you don't get your whole fucking talent pool. Right. It, you know, the guys that can't go over, the women that aren't allowed over. Like, it's just wrestling. WWE is weird. Like, yeah. Vince is taking this blood money and affecting his storylines. And I wonder just how much long he's, longer he's going to be able to get away with that. Right. Before, like, his core audience just says, fuck you, and stops to, and really mm-hmm. stops tuning in. Like, when you and me and you stop tuning in and AEW's on and we're taking our Tuesday nights and... And we're taking our hours that we have to dedicate to wrestling this week, and we're dedicating two hours to that. Yeah, and AEW, you know, is that going to be what makes Vince stop? Because Fox isn't good at these fucking ratings, dude. Right. This shit, fucking SmackDown's on Big Boy Fox. It's not a fucking affiliate Fox network. It's on Big Boy Fox. They're not going to put with that shit on a Friday night. Right. All right. Last match on the card. The man, Becky Lynch, defending the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Becky's going to retain. This is not Lacey Evans' time yet to win the title. I like Lacey. I like Lacey. I do enjoy the push. I think she's still a little green in the ring and needs some more. A little? A little, yeah. She has her moments. I'm gonna go little. I'm not. I don't think she's off. I, I'm saying little. I'm with you, Bones. Yeah. She just has. She needs to work. This is another case where the women need a mid card title. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. It's, yeah. This is a case that once again, women need a mid card title, and that's where Lacey Evans should be right now. Uh, this is the end of the Becky Lacey feud. Becky obviously wins. I've enjoyed seeing what Lacey has to offer, and I've enjoyed seeing the potential there. Now. Let's get into the mid-card where you belong and really start. Let's see what you really got. Now that you're not working with Becky Lynch, let's see how good you really are. Okay. Yeah. So That's Smarky. my views on Lacey. Smarky, if Becky retains, who's next for Becky? Oh, God. Ruby Riot. No. No, not Doc, Ruby Doc, take the mic out of your mouth when you say that. So everyone, everyone in the back can hear you say it. Ruby fucking Riot. And that is your next Raw Women's Champion. I hope it's uh, Natalia just to yes, piss you off. Yes, I do too. I hope it's Natalia as well. Oh my God. But I'm being serious. I will that quit girl wrestling deserves something. if that happens. I will quit She's wrestling. a great wrestler. 
I'm not denying that, but I will still quit wrestling because we need Ruby Riot. Were you a Hitman Heart fan growing up? Ruby, so I know I know you're listening to the show and I miss you. And I wish you a speedy recovery and I love you. Doc, are you answer ready to my, Doc, are you ready to start your my own question. show without this fucking weirdo? <laughs> yeah, fucking Hey, hey uh, Bones. Yo. Were you a Hitman Heart fan growing up? Were you a Hitman Heart fan? Of course. So you were an Owen Hart fan? Of course, more so, yeah. How are you not an Italian fan then? How are you not an Italian fan if you're a hitman? I was until she started to shit her pants. When she became Natty Nightshart. That was first of all, that was like eight years ago. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, okay, it was a shitty gimmick. Remember that one time where Trish Stratus had to take a fucking spanking? Like, she got over that. She, She persevered. I'm not. So, I'm just not a Natty fan. Don't hate, bro. Don't hate. How does it feel to be? How does it feel to be wrong? You know what? This show's over. Can we wrap this up? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Damn. That's let's cr- give. All right. Let's do a quick rundown again, and let's give our predictions. Biggie and Xavier Woods versus KO and Sammy. I call KO and Sammy. Uh, no decision. Okay. Smarky. Mm-hmm. K.O. Sammy. Next, Roman Reigns versus McIntyre. I'm going with McIntyre. McIntyre. Drew. Next, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. I'm going with Bryan and Rowan. I'm going Bryan and Rowan, although I love Heavy Machinery. (laughs) Fuck it, boys. I'll take heavy machinery. All right. Oh, yeah. Stakes and weights. All right. Cruiserweight championship triple threat match. Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak. I think Nese is going to retain. Gulak wins. Uh, I want um, Gulak uh, to win. I'm smarky. I think Gulak wins, and he brings that title into his feud with Kushida. I would love for that to happen, but I think they're going to keep it on Nice. All right, next, United States Championship match. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. I'm going to go with Joe retaining. Uh, I second that. My turn. Ricochet. Oh, okay. I think. Someone's got to be different. All right, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey... Defending against Alexa Bliss. I got to go with Alexa on this one. I really do think she might end up uh, coming out victorious. This match is going to be a DQ win for Bailey. Nikki Cross is somehow going to make this a DQ. It's going to screw Bliss somehow. You know what? I'm going to retract what I just said. I think I'm going to go with you, Doc. I think that makes sense. But I think... I think after this, you're going to see Nikki and Alexa kind of feud for a bit. And then whoever ends up stronger in that feud maybe ends up back in the SmackDown title picture again. Right. Uh, I think Nikki turns heel and snaps. And destroys everybody? Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Oh, so, dude, if this match if this match ended in a no contest because Nikki Cross just went ape shit, that would be the best booking decision possible. I don't think they're going to do that, yeah. unfortunately. I'd be all for that because then we'd have the real Nikki Cross back, the twisted sister. Right. 
All right, moving on. Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage. I'm going to go with Kofi. I don't care. I'm once again going no contest here. Bray Wyatt returns and interferes and makes this match a no contest. And the show ends with Bray dressed as the fiend standing on top of the steel cage. Kofi wins. Stand I was on top of a cage when there's no there's no top. Fuck you know what I mean, you silly son of a bitch. Uh Smarky, you, you go with Kofi. You go with Kofi, yeah. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending against Lacey Evans. Becky. No question, Becky. Becky. It'll be a good match. It won't be a squash. It'll be a good match. Becky's going to win. All right. And Universal Championship match with a special guest referee to be announced. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. No contest. I got to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with some kind of no contest with this. There's going to be some Um, kind of shenanigans involved. The referee is uh, Coco Beware because uh, he's going to get pissed name? at somebody. He's going to get pissed at somebody called him out for uh, being Frankie. an unworthy Hall of Famer this week. <laughs> yeah, Frankie the Bird. Frankie who the called Bird. him out for was was the set that called him out for being in uh, a Hall of Famer that wasn't worthy. No, it was a Corey Graves. I forget who it was on TV this week. Mm. Either way, Coco Beware is the special guest referee, and Seth wins. And Seth and Coke, and then Seth and Coco start doing the Birdman dance, and then Seth takes a chair and destroys Coco, and then destroys Frankie, and bites Frankie's oh head God. off, just like Ozzy Osbourne would. And the then fuck he is wrong Frankie with you? Into, no, I just fucking took he a throws turn. Frankie into the he throws Frankie into the crowd. This is you know not the head. He's gonna the eat that. What the fuck is himself. wrong with you? He's gonna throw Frankie into the crowd, and he's gonna start calling himself the Bird Slayer. Smarky, j- just say, just say that you pick Rollins. I have no words. This is oh a no god. contest. And Doc, you need counseling. Oh my god! All right, fam. That's all the time we have for today. If this Fucking is your first time job. tuning in, thank I'm you sorry. for making it this far to this shit show of an episode. But I hope, we all hope you've enjoyed episode 31 of the 4th Wall WrestleCast. Once again, I am your host, JC Bones. You can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. You can follow my good brothers, Doc Haas, at Dr. Haas, 4WC, and Johnny Smarks, at Johnny Smarks a lot. Be sure to give Wrestle Act Radio a follow on Twitter at addict underscore wrestle. Don't forget to be the brand by going to represent.com slash WrestleAddictRadio and pick up your fresh fourth wall merch today. Please be sure to tune in every Saturday on all major podcast platforms on the WrestleAddict Radio Network. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And also, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and we are fighting the good fight in the war to keep wrestling real. Goodbye, and good night.
You know, I was actually supposed to go see Ozzy at the Tacoma Dome this summer. Yeah, you were. Ironically enough. What a coincidence. And, oh, I had Ozzy like old and dying. Out there. Yeah, so now I'm not going to see Ozzy. It was actually supposed to be in like three weeks. Now I'm not going on this one. But I'm still going to find time to go to Seattle. Well, this is still a part of the final tour, but, you know, he did not be dying, you know. In the Tacoma Dome, one of them. It's not that big. Probably a good place to see a concert. Probably a good place to see wrestling. Too bad nobody will be there seeing wrestling on Sunday. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go and, and, and smoke some weed and then go to bed. I love you guys. Hi to RBD and Matt Riddle, bro. Yeah. And me and me and Randy are gonna have smoke a bone. I'll see you later on. Later, guys. I I'll love you all. I love you. Good too. night. I'm gonna go touch myself. I'll see you later. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Goodbye. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>